Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. I am very excited about some new developments with The Remnant Warriors, by the way. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But first, I want to just uh, send my uh, true respect and condolences to the family of Rush Limbo. He is a legend. He is somebody that I look up to for many, many years, and uh, he is really a forerunner. I can't say enough good things about Rush Limbo. I want to just read what I put up on my social media about Rush just to kind of give a little uh, understanding about who this man is. Uh, I know pretty much all of you guys know who Rush Limbo is, but there's always somebody that doesn't and uh, or doesn't really know much about him. So I wanted to just kind of mention a little bit about this hero, an incredible leader in our movement. And he did pass away today. Rush Limbo began the Rush Limbo show in 1988 and has since earned a variety of awards and honors. He was a five-time winner of the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, it's, it's one of the highest awards. It's the Marconi Award for Excellence in Syndicated and Network Broadcasting. Uh, he's a number one New York Times bestselling author and member of the Radio Hall of Fame. He better be, right? Um, and also the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, he also uh, was named one of Barbara Walters' 10 Most Fascinating People in 2008 and one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World in 2009. Uh, Limbo was named uh, to Forbes Magazine 50 Most Powerful Celebrities in the United States list. He received the William F. Buckley Jr. Award for Media Excellence. He won the Defender of the Constitution Award at the Conservative Political Action Conference which I will be at next week. Uh, in 2009, he invited to stay. He was invited to stay in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House by President George H.W. Bush. He was an honorary member of the House of Representatives freshman class in 1995, and Rush was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom at President Trump's State of the Union address in 2020. It was a very emotional moment. We're actually going to play that clip in just a moment here. Uh, along with the response and reaction from President Trump uh, to Rush's passing. Um, uh, Rush was probably the most respected conservative radio host of all time. He's a true patriot and will be greatly missed. And I just want to thank Rush and his wife, Catherine, uh, who've been, they've been married since 2007. And uh, we just thank them for their service to the United States of America and to our movement. Rush is one of those guys. He's literally irreplaceable and uh, he will be greatly missed. And I'm just so thankful for all that I've been able to learn from this man. And uh, he truly is a remarkable human being that has done a tremendous service for our nation as he has stood for the truth and for liberty and for our constitution and for religious liberty and freedom, and I can just go on and on about all the things that this band has stood for. I want to play a clip right now. I think it's it's worth playing of President Trump as he called into Fox News today, and uh, and and talked about uh, you know the passing of Rush Limbaugh. And by the way, we believe that Rush Limbaugh knows the Lord and that he is in heaven right now, and I do truly believe that he is indeed in heaven. Uh, let's play the clip with President Trump. Uh, we are about to be joined, I understand, by the president, uh, the former president of the United States, who you know gave the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, in 2020 at the State of the Union Address to Rush Limbaugh. President Trump, are you with me? I am, and it was a great honor to do so when we gave the 
Medal of Freedom. It was something special. It was an incredible night. Uh, we gave it during the uh, State of the Union address, and it was uh, especially half the room. Half the room went crazy. The other half the room, they knew, uh, they knew he should get it. But it was special, and he was special. Mr. President, you know, thank I'm, you for I'm joining us. When was the last well, time you, you spoke with Rush Limbaugh? Uh, three or four days ago. I'd call him just to find out. You know, his, his fight was very, very courageous, and he was very, very sick. And, you know, from diagnosis on, it was just something that was not going to be beaten, but you wouldn't know it. And he is married to an incredible woman, Catherine, who really, every time I spoke to him, he, he would tell me how great she was. She took such great care. He was very brave. I mean, he, in theory, could have been gone four months ago, really. He just... He was fighting till the very end. He was a fighter. While, and you were, a great gentleman. Yeah, while you were in the White House, how, how did you view how he either carried on your message or uh, chose to agree or disagree with the policies you had as commander in chief? Well, first of all, you know, you just had Sean on, Sean Hannity, who's incredible. And Sean would say there is nobody like Rush. Sean was the first to say that he. I, I used to say, well, what do you think? Someday, and he'd say, he's irreplaceable. Russia's irreplaceable, unique. Uh, he had an audience that was massive. And, you know, he could do something, Bill, and, and uh, he, would, he would get up in the show and would just talk. He wouldn't take phone calls where, you know, people would call in every two minutes and that's sort of easy to do. He would just talk for two hours and three hours, just talk. And that's not an easy thing to do. And I once asked him, I said, do you study for the show? Or, and he said, actually, I study very hard, <laughs> which, which a little bit, Harris, that a little bit surprised me. But, but he was a fantastic man, a fantastic talent. And uh, people, whether they loved him or not, they respected him. They really did. President Trump, if you would stay with us for just about a minute and a half or maybe a little longer, we want to show the day that you gave him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Let's watch that together, and then I have a, a follow-up question on the flip side. Okay. And Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I will now ask the First Lady of the United States to present you with the honor, please. Rush and Catherine, congratulations. And if you are just tuning in, we are joined by President number 45, former President Donald J. Trump. And you saw him there along with the First Lady awarding Rush Limbaugh, who has left us today, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And President Trump, I have always wondered, just seeing the look of surprise on Rush's face, what he knew about that moment and what you learned that he was going through in that moment after. He is succumbed to tears, and I was curious, what did he know was coming? So I did tell him beforehand, because we didn't have the, uh, really, the, the power of not doing it. You know, Rush was very sick at the time, 
He was at a hospital in Boston. And I didn't want to do the surprise thing. Uh, I wish uh, I wish I could have done that, but we really didn't have that uh, that that uh, power of doing it because he had. To, it was a very difficult thing for him to come into Washington from where he was, and he did it. Mm. And there was questions as to whether or not he was just a very brave guy. He was amazing, and he came in, and it was as he told me, it was the greatest honor of his life. And everybody in the room. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Republicans and the Democrats. You had half of that room went crazy. You remember the evening well, I'm sure. It was a very unique moment yes. in our country's history, in a sense, because of who Russia is. But half went just absolutely crazy. The other half sat totally dead silent, but 100% of that room respected Rush. It was a unique guy, and he was a, a, he became a friend of mine. You know, I didn't know Rush at all. I had essentially never met Rush and then when we came down the escalator, he liked my rather controversial speech. I made that speech that was a little bit on the controversial side, and he loved it. And he was, without ever having met him or talked to him or, you know, had lunch with him or asked him, he was with me right from the beginning. And he liked what I said, and he agreed with what I said, and he was just a great gentleman, great, great man. Mr. President, that is such fascinating wait, wait, um, yeah. detail that you're giving, Mr. President, about how you didn't really know him all that well, yet he became someone who carried your message. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm I'm curious to know what you wanted him to know, and maybe you got to tell him in the last three or four days that you spoke about the difference that he made for you. Well, I think he did, and I've heard as many as 39 million people. You know, that's an audience that you don't hear about anymore. And I heard 39 million people. And I don't know if you remember, uh, maybe three or four months ago, I did his show. And I heard they had a tremendous audience. And it lasted for, like, a long time. The, the interview was like an hour. And it just went right through. And it, it was... His questions were fascinating. I think the show was fascinating. He he had a way of uh, he had a, an insight that few people have. Just few people have, even really good ones, really pros in your business. And by the way, you two are some great combination. You and Bill together, Harris. That's a great combination that that does incredibly well. Thank and you, we Mr. Thank President. You for it. We really thank you both for it. But he was a very unique guy, and uh, he had tremendous insight. He got it. He really got it. He was very street smart, in a sense, and uh, a lot of people wouldn't know, but he was very, very street smart. He really got it. Uh, Mr. President, we probably have 100 questions for you, but so many of them are not appropriate for this venue, so we'll keep it on this topic for now, and right. we appreciate Good. your time. All right, if you want to listen to the rest of that amazing interview, uh, you can go to rmntnews.com, and you can check out the rest of the interview on the site or on ToddCoconato.com, which, by the way, just keep us in prayer. We received uh, some a letter yesterday. I can't really get into too much, but uh, some people are trying to go after us for our content. Uh, it's not, not because, uh, you know, it's their content that we use. They, they're worried about um, what we're talking about. Apparently, they don't like it. They don't like that we're speaking the truth. They think that they are the only ones that are allowed to speak the, you know, what they want. They don't even speak the truth. <laughs> they want to they control the narrative, and they're really upset that guys like me are out here and we're getting substantial audiences. They don't like that. They want to control the narrative and they're losing control. They know that people are waking up every single day and they are probably shaking in their boots, really scared about that, just like the enemy is because he's seeing the church become you know, awakened 
and realizing our full potential, what we're able to do, which by the way, yesterday, thank you to all those that reached out. There was quite a few people that reached out and we are just so blessed that so many people uh, responded to the call for remnant warriors in the community. What we're going to do, we're going to do a couple things. Uh, first of all, I hope that somebody got back to you. I hope I got back to you. Uh, but if I didn't, um, then let me know, uh, please. And I, I want to make contact with you. And what we want to do is we want to have a Zoom call with everybody that uh, responded so we can get you all on the, on the Zoom and you know, hear your heart and you can hear our heart and we can see how we can really go about making change in our community, in our cities, and also put together a network of remnant believers where, you know, if you're in, let's say, Arizona, uh, hey, this is who's in Arizona. This is a remnant leader out there. And we can have a community. And uh, I really believe God's going to do something in this. But it's, it's so much more than that. And uh, I would love to lay out the vision. I don't think this is the proper time to do that. But we're going to do it on a Zoom call. Uh, and, and, you know, we're looking at ways. Look, how can we truly impact our community? What can we do? You know, one of the things that we're trying to do, in fact, I, I'm also putting uh, action to what I'm saying here in our own uh, city here in Nashville. We're, we're actually going to be opening a house of prayer uh, where people are going to be laying hands on the sick and are going to be able to, uh, you know, actively be the church, not just on Sunday and Wednesday night, but also throughout the week. And people can make appointments and actually come and get prayer. Isn't that cool to make an appointment to get prayer, like, you know, going to the doctor, but instead going to get prayer from the body of Christ and, uh, you know, being able to have prayer over your situation, over your ailment, maybe you're sick or you have a disease or something's going on with you. Um, I mean, I just think this is an amazing concept. We have to get outside of the four walls. And I know obviously we'll be in a building, but what I'm saying is it's not going to be a big building. It's just going to be a small place where people can come and gather, maybe have a prayer, prayer meeting, prayer gatherings, worship, uh, have a 24-hour house of prayer eventually. And so we'd love to duplicate this around the country. I know, of course, the houses of prayer. I, I've met, you know, work with the houses of prayer over the years and out of Kansas City and people like that. But this is a little bit different. Uh, it's similar, but it's not. But look, you could be a church. You could be a business. Wherever you have a heart to do this, where, you know, you say, look, I mean, I know I met with somebody yesterday. She has a coffee shop out here. And she says, we're going to have worship nights at the coffee shop. Well, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Friday night worship night at your small business coffee shop. Hello, people can get saved, have speakers come in and preach the, the gospel. Why not? Why can't we do this? Why does it have to be in the church? It doesn't have to be in the church. So this is the kind of stuff that we're thinking. We want out of the box thinking. And I know some of you have really good ideas that God's given you. So what we're trying to do is facilitate. Look, God's given us this amazing show and you, and we've come together as the Remnant Warriors 300, uh, you know, Gideon's army in this hour, right? And so, you know, what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to sit here and blah, blah, blah to each other and do nothing? Or are we going to be actionable? And in the, in, the, in the season while we're waiting on the Lord in our nation, because we're believing that there's going to be a great revival and a great move of God in our nation, we're praying that, we're appealing to the courts of heaven. And I'm not talking about the unbiblical courts of heaven, because I know there's some heresy out there. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we're praying as believers and, and petitioning God. That's all we're doing is petitioning God as remnant believers, as his body of Christ, according to his word, by the way. And we're asking the Lord to move in our nation because we want to be a Nineveh that repents instead of being uh, Sodom and Gomorrah that gets destroyed. That's all. It's it's not like some really complicated doctrine that we need to understand because sometimes I get the letters and people are like, well, that's heresy to appeal the courts of heaven. Maybe it's the term that you're thinking is something else. I don't know. And I, again, I all I'm saying is we're petitioning God through prayer. That's what prayer can be, right, is a petition to God collectively, 
as the body of Christ and saying, Lord, please restore and heal our land. You know, please move on our behalf. That's all. And I, I couldn't imagine how many people a few weeks back got mad at me because I was still praying for our country. People were like, you got to stop praying. Don't pray anymore. What? I know a lot of people were really angry because things don't appear to be going the way that we want them to. But again, how many times in the Bible has it appeared to be going the wrong direction, but the people of God prayed and it turned around? Nineveh is a prime example, right? Remember Jonah? And so anyways, we just, we need to be modern day people of God that are saying, look, we're going to, we're going to stand. We're not just going to give up. We're not just going to walk into captivity. We're not just going to surrender. And okay, Lord, give us ideas and strategy and wisdom and anointing. Anoint us to do this. And we're not always going to get it right, folks. We're not always going to get it right. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't always get it right. But what I will tell you is our heart is in the right place. And we desire to see people awaken. We desire to see people delivered. We desire to see people on fire for Jesus, growing in their faith, even in a time when it, when it outwardly looks very disparaging, even in a time when many people have really gotten into depression and oppression and allowed that spirit to take over them. But this is our time to shine. This is what we've been trained for. So anyway, I want to talk about some other, uh, even though that's extremely important, but I'm excited, very excited about the Remnant Warriors. And so there's going to be a button on the website, toddcoconado.com. It's going to be up very soon. I'll let you know when it is. And when it is, uh, would love for people that haven't reached out yet that have a desire to be a Remnant Warrior and, and get on the Zoom call and talk about things that we can do in our cities and our communities and uh, many different things that uh, I'd love to go over with you and love to hear your ideas. If you want to sign up for that, just stay tuned or you can reach out to me right now. My email, todd.coconado at rlcus.org. All right, let's go into, uh, first of all, I have to mention Carmen. Uh Carmen, it's like, man, I, if I don't mention Carmen, then I'm in trouble because he was also a very influential person in my life. And uh, actually, you know, I, did, I only met him maybe twice, but, you know, as a young person going to youth group, any of you that were raised in the 80s and 90s, you know, you remember Carmen and uh, he passed as well. He, he had a, a really big battle with cancer for quite some time. I think he just, uh, you know, his body, uh, it, it, it took a lot and uh, he, he did pass. Uh, so we want to make sure that we are praying for Carmen's family as well. And, uh, you know, it, my wife said it this morning, it always happens in twos or threes. Isn't that interesting? It's so true. So two great men of God have gone up, be home with the Lord, Rush Limbo and Carmen. All right. Um, I want to talk about, so I know I said yesterday I was going to talk about UFOs. I need to spend more time on that. Obviously, we don't have the time of today's show. So again, we're going to push that conversation back out to tomorrow. But uh, somebody did reach out to me and they wanted to hear about voter integrity and what we're doing to fight the issue of voter fraud. And I just want you to know we're active in that area, but that's part of the Remnant Warriors where we're going to uh, really advise the Remnant Warriors to be active in the community and being poll watchers and being um, you know, active in the, in the city council, uh, active in, in the political process as we lead up to 2022. I know that's not what we want to hear. We want to look back in retrospect also and that's where we need to be praying for these cases that are going to the Supreme Court. They're still active. Uh, one of them is Sidney Powell's. One of them is Lynn Woods. There's others as well. And well, we're just praying that these um, these cases, that they're allowed to be listened to and heard on merit. This has been a huge concern of mine as well. And I've looked at every le legal angle, everything that we could do. And unfortunately, there's not too much that the citizens at this point can do uh, when it comes to what happened in 2020 
other than pray. And really, uh, you know, we, we already reached out to our representatives. Most of you did. Many of you did. Um, I would definitely continue to speak to your state legislators. They have more power than they've been exerting. They could be using their influence. There's more Republican-held state legislators, so we need to be leveraging that. And I think they need to do a much better job in taking back control, which they're not. And one of the ways that we can rally them is to call their offices. So the state legislators, be in touch with your local congressman uh, or congresswoman. You know, you need to be in touch with them and, and know them. I mean, let them know you. Let them hear from you. You know, you want to be in touch with them. And even your state senators, um, you know, be in touch with them. I mean, what we need to do is we need to be calling these offices, not just during the election season, but we need to explain to them how important election integrity is. We want to see voter ID. We want to see changes to the system, not these ridiculous Dominion machines and these uh, machines that flip votes. So we need to be active in pressing hard. And, and that's what the left does. We need to do it better. We're the silent majority. We need to stop being silent. So that's one avenue. And then the other thing is we need to be praying that there's justice and judges that are willing to listen to the cases that uh, have been brought before them when it comes to these election integrity cases. So uh, yeah, I wish we could reach out to the judges. Uh, some judges are elected. Many of them are elected. Um, but, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, we need, so if, if you have new judges that are being elected, you know, reach out to them. Um, if you're able to get, you know, I, I just don't want you calling the courts. I don't know if that's going to be something that they appreciate. Uh, but, you know, the judges do get voted in. So when they're getting voted in, tell them election integrity is extremely important. We just have to be more vocal. And that's what we're going to be doing with the Remnant Warrior Program as well. So, um, so let me talk about this. Uh, the Texas Power Grid. Um, very, very disappointing to see what's happened in Texas. And I have to tell you, a lot of this, I know it's going to get blamed on the conservatives because Texas is known to be a red state, but a lot of this is legislation and ideas that have been pushed by the liberals in Texas uh, for renewable energy, this big push for green energy. Well, those, you know, those windmills are frozen over. And uh, now they're having to rely on coal and uh, you know, the, the same things that we continue to say are crucial and important to press ahead with, like the Keystone Pipeline. And so this is why, a perfect example, prime example, how the liberal policies of renewable energy, all, we're all open to different sources of energy, but we have to also utilize the ones that work. And uh, this has put a lot of strain, not just on Texas, but other states. We're praying for each and every person that's without power still in Texas, which happens to be millions of patriots and people uh, that we know. I mean, Texas is one of our big listener states and uh, we love, I love Texas. I'm out there often, you know, I do ministry out there. There's a ton of Christians out in Texas, some of the best people in America. And I, I will just throw this out there as a caveat. I can't prove it, but I find it a little bit suspect that Texas is, is having this issue under the Biden administration. I just find it a little bit suspect because this is the state that's just recently the uh, attorney general has stood up to the Biden administration's push for uh, total tyranny when it comes to gun control, uh, really uh, just trying to disarm the citizenry of America in a very covert way. But it's actually not so covert anymore. It's pretty in our face at this point. So the Texas AG pushed back just less than a week ago on this. Uh, Texas has also been talking about seceding from the union. Uh, Texas has also been pushing back against other tyrannical policies of the Biden uh, regime uh, or the Biden quote unquote administration. So uh, I just find it a little suspect that, that you know, Texas is the, the place that is having an issue with this. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I always say there's no coincidences, to be honest with you. But I don't have any evidence to that, so that's just a thought. But I share my thoughts and opinions and views with the viewers because I think that other remnant warriors out there are probably thinking this too. 
little suspect. Anyway, we're praying for Texas. We're praying the power is restored. I've heard already 20 people have passed away as a result of this. Very upsetting. Very, very upsetting. And again, loss of life uh, just, you know, could have been avoided with better management to get away from the bureaucracy, to get away from all this pressure and push. We, we always want to walk away from something that works and, and get into something that we don't know works. And that's what's happened here. These solar farms, these windmill farms. Yeah, it's great. Renewable energy. Awesome. But you can't rely on that as a, and by the way, that's not the main cause here, but I'm just saying you can't rely on that as like your, you know, your only energy. You have to make sure you have a system that is fortified so that when there's weather conditions or when there's a hurricane or when, you know, the people are going to have power. I mean, how crazy is that? In the United States of America, millions of people without power right now just because of a winter storm. It just shouldn't be, folks. And I'm very sorry if you're having to deal with that, especially in the, one of the greatest states in our country. It just shouldn't be happening. And that's, that's my opinion on that. Um, Parler is saying, uh, first of all, Parler's back online. Uh, we are not posting to Parler yet because for some reason we're having an issue getting in the account, but we plan to uh, in the next couple of days. We'll let you know if we do. But Parler is back up. And by the way, they're saying President Trump is welcome to the platform. So that's good. Um, apparently, there's been a change of CEO, which I, I guess Johnny Mays wasn't exactly the best CEO. Apparently, he didn't like President Trump or he didn't want to work with President Trump, according to some reports. I hope that's not true. But, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of glad Johnny Mays isn't there anymore, if that's the case, because we need people that are willing to work with the president of the United States, uh, President Trump, even though he's no longer uh, the president, according to the mainstream news. But I, I still see him as the president, folks. Now, the rightful president, he's the one that won, and we all know that. And so we're praying that the, uh, the, the all the voter fraud is exposed. It's just so... It is egregious, I have to say. It's very, very egregious, and, and we need to continue to stand for voter integrity, as I just mentioned. Um, Kevin Sorbo got deplatformed from Facebook. Now, Kevin's a friend, and I just can't even believe that Kevin Sorbo, he's like the nicest guy, you know, conservative, Christian. He's been on the show many times in the past. What, Kevin Sorbo, Facebook, really? You took If they take Kevin Sorbo down, then you better believe they could take Todd Coconato down. I'll tell you that right now. So that's why I tell you, go to the website, go to the alternatives. Telegram is great, by the way. Uh, I enjoy posting on Telegram. We only have like a little under 2,000 people on that site for some reason. But join Telegram and get on there just in case Facebook goes down. I mean, I like Parler, but I'll tell you, I, there's a lot of glitches on there, and I don't know why. And I'm really hoping that they resolve this. But I've had a lot of technical issues with Parler. And, uh, but I like, you know, I like the idea of Parler. It's, it's definitely been the, uh, the most successful alternative to Facebook so far and Twitter. But, um, you know, we still, we still need to hope that they get rid of these glitches and that they've uh, fixed this hosting issue that they have because uh, apparently there's more censorship. I hope not, but that's what I'm hearing is that uh, they're going to be censoring some people. Um, I heard they took Milo Sinopoulos down. I'm not sure if that's true, but uh, that's interesting. Uh, so I don't know. Parler's taking people down now too, I guess. So welcome to the crazy world that we're in. Uh, it just never stops, does it, folks? I want to do a devotional right now. I think it's important that we do this Uh just because we need to be building each other up in our faith and edifying each other and encouraging one another. And uh, that's just so key. And so every show I'd like to, you know, we, we talk about all the news and sometimes the news can be a little bit depressing. Let's just be honest, right? So we got to make sure that we're also lifting each other up and uh, doing a devotional with each other. And so uh, what I want to talk about is receiving God's gifts. Okay. So, you know, what, what good is it to have a glass of water if we don't drink it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you look at the, the glass of water, some of you are, you know, glass of water, half full people, some of your glass of water, half empty people. But the bottom line is what good is it if you don't drink it? Right. So our thirst won't be quenched 
until we do, Jesus said. Uh, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink, he says in John 7, 37. He said that if we have any kind of need, we are to ask him. So here you go. Those that are saying it's like heresy to ask, uh, the, you know, appeal to the courts of heaven. Well, actually, think about what he's saying in John seven thirty seven. He said that if we have any kind of need, right, we are to ask of him what we want and then receive it. And the good things of God are available to those who simply surrender themselves to him and accept his blessings and mercy. Are you willing to do that? I'm willing to. Are you willing to repent of your sin and unrighteousness? I'm willing to do that. Uh, people often go to God for forgiveness, but forget to say, I received that forgiveness right now. I believe I'm forgiven because mercy is in fact a free gift and you can't earn it. You can't deserve it and you can't buy it. The only thing you can do is receive it. Just humble yourself, accept God's forgiveness and move forward knowing that you've made uh, you know, the right decision in following him and that you're made right with him, in him. He loves you. The scripture, John 3, 16, shows that he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. Who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So here's a prayer starter. I'm going to pray right now, and, and you can pray this as well with me. Just say, Father, thank you so much for making your mercy, your forgiveness, and your grace freely available to me. Please help me not to panic, not to be worried, not to be fearful in this time but to remember and intentionally receive your blessing each day. I want to be filled with your glory every day, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up and keep me fresh and renewed in my strength, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, we all, we all have challenges. We saw, I was telling my wife, I said, look how fast somebody can go home to be with the Lord. You know, one day you're listening to Rush Limbaugh's show and the next day he's gone on to be with the Lord. You know, one day you're, you're praying for Carmen to get better and a prayer request on the Facebook. And only a few days later, you find out he's got to be home with the Lord. I mean, none of us know uh, when our time is up here on earth. And we'll, that's why I, I just, my desire is to hear, you know, when I go home, the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we all should, should desire to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. And what is God calling of us in this hour? You know, what can we do to be better believers to be effective as the salt and light as we see the world crumbling around us well we already knew this was going to happen now we're believing for a restoration in our nation we're praying you know for god's perfect will that god is going to move on our behalf we're believing these things in faith because what was the alternative to just believe that we're going to go into captivity and you know just it's it's the end times and that's it we're done I mean, the church is never done. We're always going to be a force to be reckoned with. We're always going to be the one that's able to move a mountain, you know, in the name of Jesus with the faith of a mustard seed. We have to believe that as our identity. So I'm never going to give up. And I'm not going to let discouragement take root in my heart. We're going to continue to fight every single day and come together and think of new ideas. I'm excited about this upcoming Zoom call because I want to hear your ideas. You know, I want to hear what you have on your heart. I want us to come together. This isn't the, you know, I mean, I guess it is the Todd Coconato show, but, you know, this isn't like about me. You know, I mean, I, I was going to say this isn't the Todd show, but then again, it kind of is the Todd show, but that's not what I mean. This is never about me. This is never about my ministry or, you know, this is about us being the collective body of Christ, the remnant, where we can come together and truly be remnant people and find other remnant believers and, and be servicing our communities and be effective as the body of Christ. And so if we can't do that, then what's the point, right? We have to be the church, the ecclesia, and God has raised us up for a time as this. And I believe he's gonna pour fresh anointing and he's gonna encourage one another, strengthen us in our faith each day. That's why we're gonna do the devotionals. I'll talk about the news because I know you guys write me and say you wanna hear the news and my perspective. We'll talk about the news, that's cool. 
but we're also going to do a devotional, and we're going to talk about how we can survive and not only survive, but thrive in this time period, because that's so key. And we're believing God is going to restore our nation. He is. Listen, I saw this awesome church service uh, from, a, from a pastor out here in Tennessee, and they, they went to, uh, I posted it yesterday on my, on my personal page, but they literally went to a Planned Parenthood and had church outside of Planned Parenthood. In fact, they call it the church at Planned Parenthood. And there was a worship service right outside of Planned Parenthood. They're doing this all over the state over here. It's things like that, you know, remnant stuff. That's remnant, ladies and gentlemen. That's hashtag remnant warrior right there. If we do stuff like that in our communities, think about these things. Getting out there at Planned Parenthood and having a worship service. That's invading. That's taking over the territory for the spirit of living God. We need to do this in all different types. We need to be out there showing the people. You know, God is present. I'll tell you, people were weeping. And I was weeping watching it because when the anointing is there, people are touched and moved, just like on some of these broadcasts. You know, I can't every single day, you know, cause people to weep. It's not me, never me. It's never my words. But if the Holy Spirit decides to come on one of these broadcasts and all of a sudden we're speaking out of the mouth of God and maybe there's a word that God wanted you to hear, then that's the anointing. That's, that's the spirit. That's not me. On my best day of preaching, I can't change anybody's heart. I'm not that good, but God can, and his Holy Spirit does. And many of us are growing in our walk. It's, it's not about listening to the broadcast. It's about, you know, yeah, the broadcast is great, but, you know, we can all come together and share and, you know, learn and, and hear the different things from a remnant standpoint. I get it. But what I'm trying to say is, is that what it really means is what are we going to do the rest of the day? Are we reading the word? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we spending time in worship? Are we growing in our faith? If we get on fire for Jesus, my goodness, that's the enemy's biggest fear. And I think that's why we're under attack. Some of you may be under attack. When you're, when you're flying over the target, that's when the flak is the worst, right? So if you're, if you're dealing with warfare right now, and I know somebody listening to this is dealing with warfare. Maybe it's your family, your kids are acting up, your husband, your spouse. Listen, there's people of God praying for you right now. We're, I'm gonna, in fact, when I get off today, I'm going to pray specifically for, for those on this broadcast that are being attacked. You know what? Okay, I'll do it right now. Let's do it. Lord, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. Lord, you put it on my heart that somebody out there is dealing with either a marital situation or an attack. And I just want to pray right now. Maybe it's the kids that are acting up and they're feeling discouraged. As we get ready to close the show, I just pray that you would encourage them today, that you let them know, Lord God, that you're with them, that you've never forsaken them, that you've not uh, abandoned them, that you hear their prayers, you see their situation, and you're going to move on their behalf, Lord. And, and I know this is speaking to somebody directly. And so I just want to say thank you for listening to this and receiving that word and, and, and just allowing the encouragement of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Listen, you can go to toddcoconato.com, T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com. Um, you can also help support this ministry. We definitely need your support. Uh, toddcoconato.com slash give. We love you. We bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. And I hope I get to talk about um, the UFO situation because this is a very important situation that I want to talk about. Uh, a coming deception that I believe they're going to push on us in the not-so-distant future. Just like we never thought that there could be a massive pandemic where they cause us to stay in our houses and close down millions of people's jobs and, and businesses around the country. But yet here we are in 2021. So we need to be prepared for these things. And we're going to talk about it. All right, Remnant Warriors, God bless you. Have a great night.